0: Alright, welcome everybody to episode 14 of the Amazing Rare Podcast. We're switching it up a little bit in our production, where we are recording during the day instead of at night. Mm-hmm.
1: The Sunlight Hurts My Eyes, I'm your co-host Holt. And I'm Kofi. Nice throwback to um, Sunlight Hurts My Eyes by uh, Modestep, is it? The song we used to listen to a lot in um, high school. Yeah, it still pops into my head every now and again. i always enjoyed that song. It's a good, good tune.
0: Yeah, so we got a lot on the agenda today. Um, Over the past couple of weeks, we've just been getting a lot more trading card game news being churned out. So we have uh, pretty much a definitive answer to everything 25th anniversary, along with a couple new releases for Celebrations-related product, a couple new things coming out of Japan for the beginning of next year, along with a live stream happening very soon to loop us in on all of the TCG speculation. Uh, other, other than that, we'll have our weekly bull, uh, eh, weekly buys, pulls, and deals along with uh, a little bit of question and speculation time, our metronome minute as always, and then we're going to get into our next movie review, Pokemon Ranger and the Temple of the Sea. And
1: let me tell you folks, that was one long movie. <laughs> These movies yeah, are basically per- feature-like films at this point. It's like a they're, Marvel movie.
0: Yeah, except they're, they're not getting <laughs> theater releases, uh, but we'll no. get into that later. Um, But anyways, uh, yeah, we can start off with uh, buys, pulls, and deals. So I actually had a very exciting week last weekend where I went to the Fan Expo Boston. Basically, it's like an unofficial Comic Con. So they had celebrities there, voice actors, and a bunch of memorabilia for whatever fandom that you're into. Uh, So people were dressing up in cosplay and everything. It was really cool to see something like that happen as the pandemic is winding down a little bit. Um, but the things that I got out of that were really cool. I met Veronica Taylor, the voice actor for Ash Ketchum in the Pokemon series and movies. She is a very sweet lady, um, you know, very conversational oriented. Um, I talked to her for maybe about five minutes when some people were getting in and out of her line within 30 seconds. So I thought that was kind of special but she signed uh, two Ash's Pikachu cards that were um, exclusive Pikachu project promos back in 2016 or 2017. Um, So I'm happy to get those uh, signed, and now they're just sitting in top loaders, and I'm trying to figure out if I want to send them in for grading at some point or if I just want to let them collect dust on my shelf. But very happy to have them, very happy to have met her. And she had also signed a... uh, a Topps 1998 sticker pack with Ash Ketchum just right on the front. Very nice. So, very nice. Yeah, it was it was a really cool thing. And so, um, other than that, going around the uh, the convention, I bought a couple of Evolving Skies booster packs. People were selling the booster boxes for like close to two hundred and
1: sixty dollars. There. For Evolving Skies. Yeah. Wow, I I just and, said no. I said I just sent our buddy like 135 for the one I picked up from him.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's like, that's like the normal price. And then mm-hmm. they were selling uh, ETBs for upwards of like 80, 90 bucks and I'm thinking, oh, wow. wow, that's that's really a rip off. Oh, yeah, that's a huge rip off actually. But they were selling they were selling the individual packs at 5 bucks, so I bought a few of those and I also found a base set Charizard that I picked up there. Very so, nice. all in all, it was a really good outing. Um and I'm glad to see that stuff returning to society. <laughs> Um, Outside of those pickups in the fantastic day that I had at the Fan Expo, um, I got my holo Moltres in the mail, and that was the last legendary holo that I needed to complete my um, base jungle fossil full set. So pretty happy about that, and then I had just pre-ordered a few um, first partner packs for the Johto region from GameStop, and that came with a Duraludon promo. Hey, very nice
1: i also picked up um two of those as well i got the duraludon promo um i opened some evolving skies i think i've opened i think it's like 66 packs now i got um one or two etbs um a booster box and i got 10 packs as well for myself at one point point. and then i bought one t- I, got, I got one of the evolution tins i got the jolteon tin um, it comes with one Evolving Skies, one Battle Styles, one Chilling Rain, and one Sword and Shield Base. They really can't seem to get rid of Sword and Shield Base. They're putting it in everything. Well, that's what I'm, they were doing uh, with
0: Sun and Moon for the longest time. Even some yeah. of the first partner packs that came out still had Sun and
1: Moon Base Set Packs in them. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> picked up all those. Um, the best pulls I've got from that, um, I got the Zinnia's Resolve uh, Hyper Rare. I got the Gold Steel and or Gold Metal Energy. I picked up the um, Umbreon V alternate art. That's the best pull I've got. I also got the Duraludon V alternate art. Um, I got one other full art and then um, a couple of VMAXs of the EVILutions um, and some random V cards spread out here and there. But so far, I've had pretty good luck opening Evolving Skies. Um, way better than my Chilling Rain luck. Almost makes you want to go pick up some more of my local card shop, was out of a uh, single pack. That's why I bought the tin. But I usually like to pop in there, buy 10 packs, and then uh, leave. But they, would, they had no more Evolving Skies packs when I walked in, so. That's, That's pretty, pretty much cool. all I've got. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I was like, like compared, compared to anything to... on eBay, really, even, recently either.
0: Yeah, so I've, I've just posted. been, I've just been posting stuff to sell instead of yeah. buying.
1: Yeah, exactly. exactly. I've been
0: selling. Getting to be around that time where I need to get my cash flow up to do what I need to do at the end of the year for Pokemon. Um, mm-hmm. But I might go out today and, and try to see if I can find some more evolving skies packs because you're right, we've had good luck with the pull rates and. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, what, what is it, Zard
1: Collector? Or, yeah, maybe. What, what's the the website that that does the pull rates? Oh, oh, um, I always forget, but I think I know which website you're talking about. Or is it
0: Cardsard? Yeah, yeah it's Cardzard. I mean. Um, yeah, they they were saying that like the uh the alt art V's are like a one in eighty two chance, and I think um I'm right around the same number as you in terms of total packs pulled, and I've gotten two of the the V alt arts. <laughs> so Dang,
1: nice. Yeah, the the odds are working in our favor. Mm, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um I like like you said, I might pop one over the target or maybe even borders um later on today just to kind of drive around and see what I can find. Maybe pick up some packs just to kill some time and open. Yeah, not a bad plan. Yeah. Oh, I also picked up this Infernape level X card um on eBay. Pretty cheap card. The guy was just looking to get rid of it, so I managed to get that. to Diamond and Pro Promo 10. but um, I also picked up a Neo Discovery Houndoom um as well, the four out of seventy-five uh, card. Picked that up for pretty cheap. So I'm waiting on those to ship. I still haven't gotten my PGIEX EX Ultra Rare from Evolutions by Full Art. That still hasn't arrived yet, so I'm going to have to contact the seller on that one. Yeah, sometimes they take a while. Yeah.
0: But that's why you can give them neutral or negative ratings. <laughs> exactly.
1: That's, uh, that's why the system's in place.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like we're, we're still working our way towards making our collections a little more complete, a little more mm. wholesome, a little more valuable. But that's the name of the game. So getting into trading card game news, uh, one website that I found the other day is really cool. It's called JustinBasil.com. So basil, like the the herb that you use in your food, Um, he has a set list for everything in celebrations, what we know so far. And I think it's probably the most uh, beneficial website if you're looking to figure out what is going to be in the set and what products are going to be associated with it. Um, so we'll get into a couple things that are newly released, but for all of the cards that we have been um, given leaks, uh, reveals, information on, he has the hyperlinks on the page um, for the cards. So it looks like we have about I want to say two thirds of all of the cards from Celebrations revealed already for the art, yeah, and the ones much. we're still waiting to see are a Ho o from the main set, a Kyogre, a Palkia. Zekrom, Xerneas, Cosmog, Cosmoem, Zassion V, Zamacenta V, uh, Iveltal, Solgaleo, and a Gold Mew. And I don't know why the Gold Mew isn't hyperlinked, because that was one of the first leaks for the, uh, for the Celebration set that came out yeah, maybe a few I, months I ago. That, I definitely remember that leak coming out. Yeah, but other than that, we're, um, we're pretty much up to date on what we're going to be seeing. Uh, the special subset, we're going to see base set renditions of the Big Three, Venusaur, Blastoise, and Charizard. And we're going to get some, uh, some reprints from uh, older sets. Not quite as old as the base set, because how could you get older than that? <laughs> but, um, like we had talked about a few weeks ago, like a Shining ma- Magikarp, uh, Dark Gyarados has been revealed, and then a bunch of other special Pikachus, like Birthday Pikachu, Flying Pikachu V, Flying Pikachu VMAX. It's going to be a fun set
1: to collect. Um, so, what is what's um what's your favorite card in the uh, special subset of all the kind of retro cards that are coming out? Because we got a reprint of the base set um, starters. You got Venusaur, Blastoise, and Charizard. You got other random cards from all our favorite sets. You've Got Dark Gyarados from Rocket. You got um the birthday Pikachu from the Wizards Pro Bowl. You got Rocket Zapdos. You got a Donphan Prime card, a Mega Rayquaza, Eek. What's your favorite card from this subset? And what card do you wish they had included? I'm
0: really excited for the Rocket Zapdos. I mean, I have one of the Gym Challenge Rocket Zapdos cards, so mm-hmm. seeing that for the 25th anniversary is really cool because I think all time it's one of my favorite cards in terms of the artwork, just because it's so unique. Yeah. And like all the raindrops on the Holo foil make a really cool pattern on the card that you don't really see anywhere else in mm-hmm. Pokemon. Um, I'm also excited to see the Team Magma's Groudon come back um, because yeah, I, I have the non-holo from like one of the, the decks that was made back in the day, but I know a couple of people who have the Hollow from the actual set, um, so that's really cool. I think that having these reprinted are going to help the actual vintage cards appreciate a little bit in value upon release. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but I do wish that they would, you know, they would stick with the theme. Like they have Shining Magikarp, but no Shining Gyarados. And um, it, when we were talking in our production meeting, <laughs> we were going, "Why did they put in the Dark
1: Gyarados?" Yeah, I think they're a more iconic Dark Pokemon. The dark Gyarados. They could have put in dark Charizard. Um, people really like dark Machamp. There's no Machamp representation in this thing at all. So you could have had the Shining Gyarados as the Neo Revolution um, card and put in the dark Gyarados. Is there one card from every set ever? Is that how this works out? No, because uh, they uh, said it's three. I think there's one from every generation at least and rocket yeah there's,
0: there's definitely one from every generation but there are, there's like over 100 sets so this um, i guess it's true i guess that's true yeah is this entire really? set list is only only 48 cards minus the promos so yeah uh, unless there's a couple secret rares
1: that they're not going to reveal to us uh well you know we'll wait and see
0: I'm but another thing
1: i'm both happy and glad that the greninja gold star is a promo i kind of wish i could pull it but having a guarantee that i get in the etb is still pretty nice yeah, just for the Pokemon Center exclusive, and good luck
0: getting your hands on that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, one, one thing that I thought was a little incongruous was that they have the Team Magma's Groudon, but they don't have Team Aqua's Kyogre.
1: Yeah, that needs to, that needs to be fixed as well. Yeah, and they have the they have, and, Quas in there as well. There's no Kyogre whatsoever.
0: Uh, no, there's a Kyogre in the main set.
1: Oh, yeah, okay, never mind, never mind, never mind, yeah.
0: But uh, still, you, you would think that they would make the, the specialty card over just a regular Kyogre. Yeah. So uh the Kyogre in the main set has yet to be revealed so we'll we'll see what kind of artwork or what set it gets printed from mm-hmm. um but yeah we also have two different professor professors researches we have an imposter professor oak from the base set which i think is a hilarious card yeah it's a cool card and then here comes team rocket and rocket's admin i feel like for a celebration set you really don't need to focus on trainer cards people are in it for the pokemon yeah. So I think those are a
1: little bit of wasted space. <sighs> Agreed. Agreed 100%. Um, what would you? All right. So we have Rocket, Base Set, and EXT Rocket Returns. What, what three cards would you replace those? And you could also pick from other sets as well, if you're interested.
0: Yeah. I would, um, I mean, I would definitely take those three out. Um, um, what would I replace them with, though? That's, that's yeah. tough to say. Because uh, we do get good representation out of the Gold Star Pokemon in the promos. And um, just from what's being revealed, I would put in more Delta Species cards, honestly. Oh, okay, cool. Because I know we we see a Gardevoir EX Delta Species, we see a Mimikyu Delta Species promo. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I don't think Delta Species are making much of a return
1: <laughs> in celebrations. Uh, let's see, what would I add? I definitely want there to be... Um... We need some legendary dogs. Give me give me a Rockets Riko. give me a Rockets Entei, give me a Rocket Suicune for the XT Rocket Return stuff. Um get me the um Neo um give me the Neo Typhlosion in there. That would be amazing. Um That's a very good point. I I agree with you fully on legendary dogs just being unrepresented here. And maybe also get me some uh, we have Diogo and Palkia, but maybe get me um a Lucario. Is there a full Lucario in here in this set at all? Uh, no, I'm not even... It's kind of new, so yeah. Hidden face Lucario would be pretty sweet to have in here. It'd be and, nice to um, have Deoxys, too. Yeah, Deoxys, Deoxys as well. Here. What if they had Gold Star, Greninja, and Lucario, oh man, that would be awesome. <laughs> Those are cards I'd be excited for.
0: Yeah, but, you know, more to come on that. We'll um we'll see if there's going to be any secret rares associated with this set, because um they haven't revealed all of the numbers for these cards yet. Exactly. But along with it, um, we have a couple of new uh, 25th anniversary products that have been announced over the last week. Um, As we had just teased a moment before, Pokemon Center had announced their Celebrations Elite Trainer Box, exclusive to the Pokemon Center, and it is absolutely loaded. So, um, it was revealed and posted on the website. I want to say, like, three days ago at this point, it's already been sold out, which is really upsetting to me because I I want one. (laughs) Wow, but it comes, really? with, um, comes with a Greninja Gold Star promo, and the artwork is really nice, because um, he's just kind of popping out of the frame. It's got the Last 25th Gold anniversary Star. stamp on it. But um, the Pokemon Center version's contents, it looks like we get 13 Celebrations uh, packs in it. We get uh, six regular TCG booster packs along with it, so it's just loaded up with cards. Granted, the the Celebrations packs are only going to be four cards a piece, so that's uh, 52 cards, 60 cards, 62, 63 cards, ah, wow. Uh, 103 cards total with the promo. Okay, nice. So, um, I mean, that's a little more than your typical ETB, but uh, with it being flooded with so many Celebrations packs, it's it's a hot ticket item. I want one. I want two. I want one to keep sealed. Yeah, and you also get a die-cast metal Pikachu coin and some die-cast metal dice along with it. I would very much like this to to hold on to. If I could get mm-hmm. my hands on two, I'd be happy. Oh yeah, I'd be very happy. Where did you say it already went on sale and sold out? Yeah. Um it was wow. um all over our our Twitter feed <laughs> over um I want to say from Wednesday through Friday. God,
1: because Pokemon
0: Center that. had um instead of announcing it, they just kind of teased it on their website. Uh, being unavailable and I think they'd set the price for something ridiculous Mm -hmm. and then everybody on Twitter was going oh when they do this it's going to drop the next day it's going to drop the next day and then they were right it dropped the next day and then people were trying to go crazy uh, getting their hands on it people were getting IP banned again people were uh, having the site crash on them when they were trying to check out in their cart it was just you know the whole typical Pokemon Center fiasco when it's a hot ticket item that just gets released I hope they re-release these because I would very much like, like it. <laughs>
1: very much like a
0: copy. Yeah, Pokemon Center is not the website to go to for new releases. Uh, it's good for overstocks and reprints, in my mm. opinion. Because yeah. um, they even had this problem two days before the Elite Trainer Box was revealed, uh, with the Johto first partner packs. When those dropped, those sold out within minutes. Yeah, yeah. Glad I was able to get mine from GameStop. Yeah, me too. Um, I might just need to go that way for Kanto, because there's no way I'm paying 45 yeah. bucks for exactly. a pre-order for one first partner pack. Mm-hmm. No
1: agreed. It sells for nine ninety-nine dollars retail and that's what <laughs> you should get it for. <laughs> yeah. There's no way I'm overpaying that. They print more of them. Stop trying to make this artificial um, scarcity over here. It's not fun for anyone involved. All right. Um, not really. Is there any card that you would want to be the gold star instead of Greninja? Any modern Pokemon that you have taken a like to that you're like, oh man, I really wish they'd made a gold star of him or her. Uh,
0: you know, not really. I think Greninja is a solid choice just because it's, um, it's definitely a very popular card. Yeah. Um, outside of all of the other starters that have been coming out through the generations, I don't think anybody is as deserving as Greninja for
1: a Gold Star card. No, agreed. Only two I can possibly think of are Lucario and Infernape. Those are the only ones I would pick alongside of Greninja, but probably not instead of him.
0: Hmm. And
1: Makes Inferno, sense Gold to me. Um, maybe if we got some Reggies. Ah, Reggie Gold Star Collection be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that that would be nice to see. But uh, like the legendary dogs, the Reggies are not being shown any love in celebration. Yeah, yeah we,
1: Even the Reggies are just regular hollows in Evolving Skies. I have the Reggie Lucky. I have the um, the Reggie Drago. They're just regular hollows. Not not even full arts or V's.
0: Yeah. Um, but still, I'm I'm actually glad that I pulled the Reggie Lucky and the Reggie Drago hollows from Evolving mm-hmm. Skies because now yeah, I, have, I have a complete set of all the Reggies really very nice so pretty happy about that but um moving on in trading card game news so the pokemon community has been seeing a lot of hype over the last year everybody's trying to get into it everybody's trying to either collect as much as they can or make a little bit of money on it and that is uh not limited to the richest man in the world jeff bezos he's getting in on it too Mm hmm so, uh, what had been released a couple days ago, or what had been announced, rather, is that there is going to be an Amazon-exclusive Celebrations Prime collection. So, there's not too much that we know about it. Uh, we know the contents, though. There's going to be one special promo card of Dragapult Prime. There's going to be four jumbo cards of Light toxicity, uh, Hyd- Hydreigon C, uh, Mimikyu Delta Species, and Dragapult Prime. So these Jumbo cards are unique to the Amazon product. You're not going to find them anywhere else. Uh, you're going to get a 25, uh, Pokemon 25 logo collector chest with a dozen additional treasures. Uh, so it might have the same contents of the Celebrations collector's chest, but that is unknown yet. Um, based on the regular one, it came with uh, six Celebrations packs, two regular booster packs, foil promos of Mimikyu, Delta Species, Light High Hydreigon C, uh, sticker sheets, mini portfolio coin, and a notepad. Uh, pretty typical for, for your run-of-the-mill lunchbox. Just this one is Celebrations themed. Um, and then on top of that you're also going to get three more Celebrations booster packs, two additional TCG packs, uh, and other four-pocket Pokemon TCG binder, which are kind of neat, but not great for storing cards. I definitely
1: recommend a bigger binder if you're looking to showcase stuff. I kind of um, wish I could get a bunch of those four-pocket ones for like my individual collections like like my, my gyarados collection my swamper collection like i'm having trouble like fitting them all in my binders i wish i could just buy like a 20 card binder and put them all in there i just have like could. oh you have the books I want, I want to start looking at some of those
0: yeah you might want to check out um your local card shops because i know the ones around me actually have a lot of um small binders yeah a lot of small binders a lot of varying sizes for um yeah. for people to try out oh nice um look at that. along with that we're also getting uh, getting an oversized card binder to store your jumbo cards, which is um, something that's fairly new because they they introduced that with the first partner packs with that Pikachu jumbo binder. And mm-hmm. there really hasn't been much else.
1: Well, haven't they over- had the jumbo cards for a while? Haven't they
0: always been in those boxes? Oh, yeah. They've had jumbo cards since I want to say 2015. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a little bit sooner than that. And they never gave you anything to put them in until recently. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't I don't know what the what the logic was behind that. Yeah. But anywho, um, this Prime collection is pretty interesting. I'm sure that it's going to be available to anybody that can uh, queue up Amazon and and try to purchase it when it becomes available. It doesn't say anything about being exclusive to Prime members, which is a good thing because uh, people who don't pay for Amazon Prime (laughs) can still get their hands on this. Very nice. Um, so we don't have a definitive release date. They said that it will be available uh, sometime in quarter 4, 2021, exclusive to Amazon, and there is no associated price yet. I don't even want to speculate on what the associated price will be for this thing. Uh, for this thing, I'm going to guess somewhere around 60 to $70. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming as well. I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff Bezos just puts a price tag of
1: 1000 and sees what happens. <laughs> Ooh, he might. Don't, n- never put it past it. Yeah, that little bald dragon likes his money. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't really? All right, so we got a new set, um, Vmax Climax, which apparently is speculation that it might be the last um, Vmax set. But um, they're also probably going to have to change that name for in the U.S. So probably Vmax Apex or whatever. I don't even know what they're going to call. I don't even know what they're going to call in the U.S. But it's probably going to be the last Vmax set. Uh, so which would be interesting. So what they're going to re- so we know we have some clues on what they might replace it with. So right now we have Starbirth, and it might include a new um pokemon type called v star so i'm not sure if these are going to replace v pokemon entirely or re- just replace v max so instead of getting v and v max we're just going to get v star or instead of getting v and v max we are going to get v and v star so um what do what are your speculations on the whole do you think we're going to get it, it, rid of the v entirely or we're we just getting rid of the v max and v is going to stick around for a few more years um, I think
0: V and VMAX might be sticking around for a little bit just because they're phasing out GX finally from Modern Play. So yep. all of the specialty Pokemon, it's no longer EX, GX, uh, what have you. It's all V and VMAX current mm-hmm. um, for, for playing in the TCG. Yep. So V-Star might be a new feature that gets ran in these new sets. I don't think they're going to steer away from V and VMAX all too soon yet just because it's, it's fairly new. It's only been around for about a year year and a yeah. half maybe oh really be a little um, older. yeah because they introduced all of the v cards with uh with the sword and shield sets
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we're still on sword and shield yeah that's a good so, point um yeah with the v star it, it'll be interesting to see what um what really comes out of that but it looks like starbirth is going to feature an arceus v star so that's going nice. to be the big card for the set so far it's a big chase a big card everyone wants
1: needs to have for their set
0: yeah, so big news in January. There, we'll have more to come on that in uh, in future episodes. But uh, last but not least, for trading card game news, there is going to be a live stream, um, probably released by the time we get this episode published, because it is happening tomorrow, <laughs> once we, uh, once we're finished recording. But it's going to drop at 6 a.m. Eastern time, and uh, the Japanese Pokemon trading card game YouTube announced the live stream, and it's going to reveal the latest product information. So. The last September live stream they had was in 2019 at the Tokyo Champions League tournament, and it revealed the first two supporter cards from the Sword and Shield era, full art promo cards people could win at tournaments, and then a bunch of secret rares from Tag Team All-Stars that was releasing a couple weeks uh, later when that live stream was made. So we might see some of the secret rares from Celebrations, if not uh, VMAX, Climax, or whatever's upcoming for Japan. But it should be really interesting. We'll probably get a lot of new uh, photos and information regarding upcoming sets and anticipated
1: cards for this year. Mm -hmm. So it should be pretty good. We'll have more to come on that, too. Yep. And then we also we have some pre-orders that have been coming out all over the place. Both of us mentioned we were able to get the first partner packs for Johto, uh, my personal favorite region. Um, We both got two each. You, You get two as well. Yeah, I got two. Yeah, one, we'll get... one to open, one to keep sealed. Yep, yep. And then when you spend X amount of dollars on GameStop, you get a free Duraludon promo, so we each got that. Uh, Celebrations pre-orders are coming in hot. I think I've only pre-ordered the V-memories thing from GameStop. I don't think I've gotten anything else. Uh, and hopefully we should be getting Evolving Skies reprint soon. Cause Evolving Skies, a set that I had decided I was going to skip, ended up being a set that I'm spending a ton of money, spending a ton of money on because the pulls are so good and the cards are so uh, gray in it, but um, like I said, I already pulled that Umbreon um, alternate art, which is already pretty much made back all the money I spent on the set in that one card. So that's really awesome. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much everything that is coming up and that's being released that you guys should be able to buy right now. So with the release, everything new, what will you be focusing on? Whole, you're gonna start focusing on celebrations, uh, modern, mid modern, or are you gonna go full vintage?
0: Um, so. I will be focusing on celebrations. I think that's where a lot of my allocation is going to go towards, just because Mm -hmm. I want it all. I want to catch them all. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But from there, um, I'm definitely going to be taking a bit of a hiatus from modern and then focusing strictly on vintage once I get my hands on all the celebrations that I can. Mm -hmm. Um, It's my speculation that modern prices are going to drop um, over the next few months, especially after celebrations has ran the full gambit of scalpers restocks what have you mm. um and then the vintage market at least in terms of value of the cards should hold so i think that's where my focus should be applied once celebrations runs its course and i think
1: that's what i'm going to try to stick to what about you yeah i'm, tr- I'm probably going to complete some i want to try and complete celebrations i want to get the full 50 plus cards set and then i'm probably going to shift my focus to that mid-vintage era i kind of want to start collecting those class ex cards again um, i have a handful of them some of my favorite cards so I'm probably just going to start buying up those whenever I see them, honestly, try and get as many as I can. I want to get all the evolutions from there. Um, I had the Umbreon until Beckett stole it from me. Um, I have a Jolteon that's non-hollow, but I want to get all those in hollow. I want to just grab those EX cards. I have a Typhlosion. I have an Armaldo. Um, I have uh, Absol as well. So I want to start grabbing up all those and just trying to collect, bolster my classic EX card sticks. I think those are the next sets. Those are the next cards that are really going to pop in price once the, we hit the next kind of bull run, quote-unquote, if you call it Pokemon, probably run the 30-year anniversary.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that's a smart move to make because uh, some of those EX cards are are definitely up there in value already, and yeah. I don't think they're going to be going anywhere or they're not going to be dropping drastically from where they are
1: now. Yeah, and they just look awesome. Those cards, that card art and that stuff is so cool. And even their prices, I look at the price, I'm like, oh, $30 for a card, but then just looking back there, are people that didn't want to pay... um $300 for a PSA 10 five years ago, and now that card is like 10 times the value right now. So I might as well just bite the bullet, and just start grabbing these cards left and right, and maybe stop buying as much um, Sealed Modern and start spending that. Instead of buying an ETB, let me just buy one EX card and just kind of do it that way. That's the way to go. Yeah. Um. So, speaking of PSA grading
0: and everything, do you think grading is ever going to come back as a viable option for moderate
1: and beginner collectors? Um... Possibly, like, possibly. Um, the problem is that the raw grading they look good to display, but the problem is a lot of people like to display their cards in binders and there's no slab binder. And they had a slab binder, I feel like it'd be pretty cool to start collecting slabs like that. But for right now, I think grading is kind of like a niche thing, and people are just going to start trading raws just until the turnaround times become a lot faster and a lot more manageable for the average person. Because, like, yeah, we've detailed a hundred times, we our cards are gone. And no one wants to go through that. No one wants to deal with that, especially when you pay hundreds of dollars to send them off to these services. So once turnaround times get a little better, I think the the um, grading will get a little more popular.
0: And even when you get them insured through the grading service, they don't get back to you. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of been irritating. I was sending off a few emails um, over the past couple of weeks just to try to get a response from customer service. They have a ticket open and there's nothing being done with it. And it's an internal ticket, too, so it's not even like I can track it on the Beckett website.
1: It's yeah, kinda, that's kind of yeah. poo-poo. Yeah, that's how it goes nowadays. I, I literally just got my refund for the, from the Pokemon Center for my tin that was stolen by FedEx. Uh, I had sent off like 18 emails. At one point, I was emailing them every single day, pretty much being like, when am I going to get my refund? And they finally dispersed it yesterday, basically. So finally getting that money back after probably almost three weeks of dealing with them. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's that's, a process. It's a shame. It's a process. Some, somewhere in a similar vein, you know how we are talking about, or we're both familiar with Leonard, correct? Correct. And how he's starting his um, rare candy auction website. Yep.
0: I mean, he's been talking about that for months, saying it's coming out soon, and I'm waiting. And it's just you think, not there yet. Do you think it's going to be a viable option for um, collectors? I think it really depends on the volume. Um, yeah. At the same time, I know the criteria that Leon Hart is trying to set up for people to post on that site is mm-hmm. uh, is going to be moderately uh, but pretty strict, I think. yeah, yeah, um, so I think with that, you're gonna see good quality product on that website once it does go live at the same mm-hmm. time, though,
1: I'm not sure if it's going to be affordable for your run- of the mill collector. see, I'm gonna play Devil's Advocate because Leon Hart is doing something. Very similar to another YouTuber I watched. So I watched the YouTuber Doug DeMiro. If you guys are know about cars, you're probably familiar with his videos. He also started an auction website for cars, his own website, Cars and Bits, and he did it very similar to Leonhardt. He set it up, he set up an auction website for things that he's really into, which is cool cars from the 1980s and forward. Modern classics as he calls them. And his website is his auction website is incredibly successful. They're always breaking records for highest sale prices for tons of modern cars. They're way successful that he could ever imagine. And I'm not necessarily sure that Leonhardt's auction website is going to have similar success because Leonhardt's target demographic is mostly children and children don't have much money. Like Doug DeMuro's target demographic is adults buying vehicles and those people always have money to spend. And they're always looking, a lot of them are enthusiasts, so they're always looking to spend money. And I know Leonhardt's videos appeal to enthusiasts as well, but they mostly kind of appeal to younger audiences. And younger audiences don't really have money to be going on auction websites. I'm kind of skeptical of how much traffic it's going to be able to legitimately generate in the beginning without more promotion outside of his um, core audience. What do you think about that?
0: I think that's a pretty spot on analysis. I mean, at the same time, though, you're never you're never going to know until it gets live. Exactly. But, um, exactly. I, I think that, yeah, with Leon Hart's target audience being younger and then them not having money and having to rely on their parents to buy product. <laughs> yeah. You would you would hope that the uh, the prices that are going to be on rare candy will be affordable, um, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I think that, on there I think we're going to see a lot of I think we're going to see a lot of high end stuff on there initially, and then yeah. maybe we'll start to get flooding
1: in of um, of cheaper things. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. You have to you what you need is inventory. You need people to post things. Yeah, so
0: I, I think when the website goes off, it's going to take a couple of months for it to really pick up. Yeah, no, 100%. Okay, uh, with that, we can move on to our Metronome Minute. Uh, in the interest of time, do you just want to talk about the um, the Pokemon Evolutions Episode 1? Yes,
1: yes, let's do that. All right, so Pokemon Evolutions Episode 1. This um, short video, how long was this? Hold it, seven, eight minutes, maybe? Yeah, seven, seven and a half. Yeah, so Pokemon Evolutions Episode 1 premiered on the Pokemon YouTube channel. Very similar to Pokemon Generation that they did before. And this one was um, Leon recalling how Victor defeats and caught Eternatus. Very cool little um, battle. Also kind of focuses on Leon's like, PTSD from battling um, Eternatus, which was pretty nice to see. Uh, you get to see some nice sweeping shots of the whole stadium. It just kind of recounts the whole battle from um, Leon's point of view. Uh, shows all that. You get to see his Charizard. I like the pokeball animation. I like the sound design of the whole thing. Um, also, you can see Ball Guy in there just kind of chilling in the... <laughs> in the stadium doing his little ball guy dance. But like, overall, I just love the animation of these stories. I love them taking these um, Pokemon stories in the games and bringing life animation with some like serious animation making it look as real as possible.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really neat to see that they can throw in all of these little Easter eggs and stuff that have happened during the games. Like you said, ball guy. But yep. even in the beginning of that episode, you see the, uh, the Corviknight trainer or that, yep. uh, that Corviknight taxi. Exactly. Um, the Corviknight taxi is pretty cool. Yeah, so having all that tied in, um, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. The animation style is fantastic. All of the uh the scenes that you get from the battle with Eternatus, uh, with Zacian and Zamacenta. Mm-hmm. Um, even even seeing Leon's Charizard go at it, he looks Charizard looks a little bit out of his prime, but he's still still rough and gruff and ready to throw down. <laughs> um and then that, that episode, like through those flashbacks, it ties into uh, a battle that's happening in present day where he is uh, about to go against Victor for some sort of championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, uh, the episode ends off before you really see that final battle. So it was just a really cool recap of some of the storylines that you get to see in Sword and Shield. Yeah, And uh, yeah, I think that we're going to have a lot of fun watching through that series as more episodes get released. Yeah, I'm
1: very excited for the next one. We have the Eclipse coming up. Um, which I believe probably takes place in the region before Galar. I guess they're going backwards. Yeah, it it sounds like sun and moon. Yeah, so this one should be pretty cool. I'm really excited for it.
0: For sure. So yeah, I think that Metronome Minute was probably the closest thing we've had to a minute for the reviews. (laughs) um, If anybody's really interested in watching Pokemon Evolutions, it's readily available on YouTube. highly recommend checking it out because it's only a few minutes of your time for some... Nice, um, nice Pokemon content
1: that's not necessarily geared towards a kid's audience. Yeah, it's high quality stuff. And if you're, and if you haven't seen any other stuff, you'll get recommended all the generations, all the origin stuff, and it'll just be, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, generations is also a really good uh, run through
0: for yeah for watching. Doesn't take you a whole lot of time, but it's fun. Not at all. And now moving on to something that was kind of disappointing: the movie review.
1: Movie number nine, Pokemon Ranger and the Temple of the Sea. Or as it's called in Japan, Pocket Monsters, Advanced Generation, of the movie, Pokemon Ranger and the Prince of the Sea, Manaphy. Super number one. Yep. Very nice. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I think that, you know, this movie is a little bit long winded. Um, the runtime is pretty much two hours.
1: Yeah, that's the long movie. At the time of this movie, it's the longest Pokemon movie to date at 105 minutes. Yep. Just under two hours for runtime.
0: Um, and it feels like it goes on for longer just because of the pacing of the movie. Just not great. Mm-hmm. Um, it opens up with a pretty cool scene of uh, somebody trying to infiltrate a pirate ship. The, uh, the captain, the antagonist for the movie, Captain Phantom. I think it was a really cool name. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Remind, reminded me of uh, Danny Phantom. Um, but no, no similarities in the hair, no similarities in, in anything else. But, um, yeah, just trying to take this, uh, this mystic egg in the beginning, this nice little escape scene from the pirates. Um, and then when we were talking about this in our production meeting, I don't agree with the Pokemon choice that they gave for, um, for captain phantom. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can completely understand the chatot. That's like stereotypical parrot on the pirate kind of mm-hmm. thing. But why give him a parasect and why give him uh, a pincer? Yeah. Like those aren't exactly conducive to help out a pirate while they're plundering the
1: high seas. You know. Yeah, he should have had like better looking water Pokemon.
0: Yeah, or at least water Pokemon in general. Yeah. like, um, what if he had a Lapras? You know, he could create like a little bit of shroud or like mist to uh, mm-hmm. to really surprise his enemies or whoever he's trying to steal from. Yeah. Um, so I think that would have been a little more beneficial. I think that they um, they just really didn't think about it on the uh,
1: drawing room floor. Mm-mm. All right. So you remember the opening um, big roll of the Pokemon montage beginning of that? You remember that scene with the Rayquaza being captured? Yep. That is something I wish we had saw. And that is also a small Easter egg because the people that are capturing that um, Rayquaza are Professor Sebastian, Attila, and Hun, who are actually the main antagonist in the pokemon legend of thunder special and for those wondering once we're done with all the core movies we're going to go back and watch some of the specials So that includes like um pokemon legend of thunder um as well as the um mirage pokemon special i believe so and there might be one other one so once you're done with the core movies we're going to go back and do the specials but yeah they're the main antagonist in the legend of thunder which essentially is a team rocket plot to capture raikou um that doesn't star ash actually it's mostly um like a three episode arc but still a really good movie to um watch through, but yeah, they are um, featured in the beginning of that. I just kinda wish we got like a better Rayquaza movie instead of it being a Deoxys movie featuring Rayquaza.
0: Yeah, exactly. Cause like you don't really get to showcase all of Rayquaza's abilities in that Deoxys movie. We talked about that in our review a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It was just overall disappointing because Rayquaza was just a, a one trick pony in terms of his attacks.
1: And when um, you really think about it, this is the last Gen 3 movie and none of the Gen 3 mascot legendaries got their own movie. This is very true. They were all um, featured in some other in some mythic Pokemon's movie.
0: Yeah. And at that, it wasn't even the real one for yeah, um, <laughs> for
1: Groudon. Yeah, for Groudon. Exactly. At least this one, we get to see the real Kyogre. Yeah, it doesn't mean Kyogre is pretty sweet with the hyper beam that it launches.
0: Yeah. So I mean, overall, for the plot of this movie, you know, Ash and gang are just traveling around as always. Always. It's almost like they, uh, they can never stay in one place for too long. Because um, they're, they're on the lam. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're wanted in eight regions <laughs> for crimes against Pokemon.
1: <laughs> Ash is actually a fused. Hit.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ash is actually the head of Team Rocket. We just don't know it yet.
1: Yeah, the reason he changes friends every region is because they get arrested for aiding and abetting and he just leaves them. <laughs> no, it's it's witness protection. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Misty had to leave. The the heat got too hot. Yeah, literally, and Brock sticks around for way longer than he should have. He
0: just keeps evading the police as well. Yeah, <laughs> see, that would be a really fun, really fun alternate plot line for Pokemon. Yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, g- going going into the general overall plot, um, you know, Ash and gang are traveling around. They they meet Manaphy, who is the uh, the main Pokemon for this movie. Um, and then Manaphy, for whatever reason, uh, starts to be friendly with May. Really likes May for whatever reason, and then. Um, how do they really get into meeting the antagonist for this movie? May loses her headband and Manaphy goes off to get it?
1: No, no, no. Remember, um, Jackie takes the egg and he's working as a clown. Well, and, yeah. Um, the guy, the sticky beard, he, lo- he looks like Sticky Beard from Kizak's door. I'm just calling him Sticky <laughs> Beard. kind of does, yeah. He's, um, he's the pirate Sticky Beard um, tracks them to the RV and he, they chase them in the RV, remember? And then he, that's when he lifts the rock, when he lifts the boulder. Oh, right, right. Apparently he was, I was like, oh my God, this guy's so strong. But it turns out he's wearing a mech suit the whole time. And I thought it was a cyborg because that mech suit looks like he just replaces this limb. Doesn't look like it's like grafted onto him. And he gets crushed <laughs> um, by a rocket, by another rock at the end after he can't hold some stuff up. But yeah, um, they have a big RV chase. RV chase is kind of cool. Um, but then, man, this movie, have you noticed that these Mike Meyer movies, when they do CGI, the CGI just looks, looks, looks so clunky.
0: Yeah, hey, I mean, that's, like that's really the problem, with, um, that's the problem with animation in
1: the mid-2000s. When they try to incorporate CGI, it just doesn't look right. Yeah. Any, um, any large flying Pokemon is CGI. It looks so clunky. I'm pretty sure the Waylords might have been CGI as well. Could have been. And it just looks like super duper clunky. And then, like, May has a dream. And I had I this in my notes. Let me consult my notes for this movie, some of the beginning stuff I wrote down. Um, so did you notice that the title sequence of this movie... The title card is the same font as EX Team Rocket Returns. No, I definitely did not realize that. If you go on um, the mobilepedia page, you'll notice the same like red and font looks. Yeah, not
0: not going to lie. I had this movie running in the background and I was trying to pay attention to it, but I was working at the
1: same time. All so. right. That's why, that's why I got my notes in my notes. All right. Um, <laughs> da, 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 da. All right. So how did the pirate know about the dictionary conversation? Maybe the chat hot? No. All right. So. so Jackie's having a conversation with his um, superior or whatever at the Pokemon Ranger Center, and they say something about a word. And then the lady is like, maybe I should get you a dictionary or have you ever looked at a dictionary or whatever? And Jackie makes some sort of quip in response. And later on, when he's fighting the pirate phantom sticky beard, he makes another joke about the dictionary, (laughs) (laughs) even though he wasn't in this private conversation. Uh, Alright, what else do I have? So that's that's uh, just a plot hole, then. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's just, and then um, Brock really has a list of babes that he just, like, pulls out. <laughs> um, He's got this, binders um, full of women. Yep, literally binders full of women. And the uh, the water performers are all really good at swimming, because they were literally just swimming up. They were getting enough speed to swim up and out of these, like, water orbs and, like, do tricks in the air, which is ridiculously fast. Like, I think only Aquaman could probably do that. <laughs> um... Also, they had that scene where they grabbed, like, Ash and everyone inside the water um, orb. How come nobody drowned? Like, they didn't know they were going to get taken. They didn't have time to get a get a big breath. And they were in there for kind of a while before it, like, exploded and dissipated. No one was, like, coughing or choking or anything. Yeah, it's some something, something, mystical Pokemon, something, yeah, something, something. something. Um, I like how the Team Rocket Gazette exists, and that's where the Team Rocket gang find out about Phantom. Also, classic movie where they interact with the villain, which is very nice. They're actually trying to do bad things this time, which I enjoyed.
0: Yeah, it was nice to see a little bit more out of that. And it was nice to see, you know, uh, the little bit of a, the the rivalry that came between Team Rocket
1: and uh, in Phantom towards the end when they were trying to steal a submarine. Yeah. Yeah, that was very funny. And um, so May has this dream about the water temple and she just tells everyone over like the next meal. And I thought it was weird that you just kind of talk about your dreams in front of like strangers. I don't know if I would do that, but maybe that's just how May operates. And are both sides of that family like from the people of the water? Because both the husband and wife kind of like nod their heads when they're like talking about being descendants of the people of the water. So, how many people are descendants of the people of the water? Because I guess they established that May is a descendant. So, May is also special, is a person of the water um, as well, because she had the dream. And that makes Max a person of the water that he didn't really know about. And that's all ridiculous. Um also do the people of the water had gills. They never really established where they could breathe underwater. They just spent all their time on underwater. I don't, don't assume they, they can't they had gills or anything. Yeah, because um, the, the temple had air in it. Yeah,
0: still closed society. It's the, the poke Alabama of the sea. I don't know. Yeah. Um it, it was kind of weird yeah, how they just kind of threw all that in. And then again, in these Pokemon movies. It just so happens that the main characters are just related to whatever legend or royalty is going on with yes, it.
1: Yes, yes,
0: we should we should have a list of Ash chosen one. <laughs> yeah, seriously, because he seriously just... so many lists. Yeah, because by the end of the movie, after after everything goes through in, um with the conflict with Captain Phantom, Ash just gains the power of the King of the Sea or some some BS like that.
1: Yeah, I looked down to, to take some notes, and when I looked up, Ash was doing that like. He was that yellow beam, and I didn't know it was him because it didn't reveal it was him. And I was like, "What happened here? Why is why is this happening? What is this beam going?" Right. It was so. I was so confused.
0: Yeah, these um, movies are getting a little bit worse over time in terms of explaining all of these feats that are happening or mm-hmm. why they're happening for that reason. Yeah. It, it's it's the, the movies are getting longer. The plots are getting sloppier, and as a result, our reviews
1: will be harsher. Yes, literally. All right, so and the capture dial looks like a Beyblade. I like that. Uh, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I needed was record and everything. It would have been like perfect. Uh, we already talked about Sticky Beard's Phantom. He's very strong. He has his mech suit. Uh, let's see what else I write down. Uh, these movies need to be more self-contained. This is the second movie that has like a lot of traveling. The last one, I um, actually no. This is the the last one was Destiny Deoxys, correct? So before that, Jirachi a lot of traveling where they just got in this van for seven days. This one, they get on this boat for a long time and they, or Lucario, Mr. Mew has a lot of traveling. They're in that van for a long time. This one, they're in the boat for a long time. It has a scene where all the Pokemon just kind of eat and it's like a musical number with all the Pokemon. They could cut all that stuff out and not have these movies be almost two hours long. Yeah, it they doesn't need that, to be like um, that. They could have cut that from Destiny Deoxys too,
0: because that was like yeah. a five minute music video where they're all playing in a yes. playground at dark. It, the, none of that like needs to happen at all. Uh, spoiler alert movies. in the in the real world you can't play in parks after dark you get yes. put on a list
1: <laughs> literally they'll put they'll put they'll put you on a list and they'll never let you out again <laughs> all right so these movies like i said movies even more self-contained i just missed when it was just like um uh generation villain trying captures generation legendary or just villain trying captures legendary can we just go back to that i kind of i kind of miss that a bit these pull these stories again a little too too complex for what they are. They they don't hold up under the stress of a complex story arc. Yeah, the Phantom was really
0: just trying to get Manaphy to get into... What, what was the name of that, that city? Samia? Yeah, the Temple of the
1: Sea. Just call it Temple of the Sea.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, he was just doing that to plunder riches, so it's not even like he cared about the legendary. Whereas, like in previous movies, the big bads want the legendary so they can do more evil deeds with it. He was just yep. using... Uh, he was trying to use Manaphy as a, as a tool essentially. Yeah. Like, just discard it once he plunders the riches. Exactly. Whereas, like, leave. whereas like,
1: the Dark Celebi, that thing was going to destroy the Earth. Yeah, um, he did He did a way better job with the Dark Celebi. This is, like, a worse version of Pokemon Forever without the, without the time travel, and way longer.
0: Yeah, way longer. Um, yeah, it was... I don't know. It was kind of silly. Like, it was nice how it came to a conclusion, but it always feels like yeah. in these movies that, like, the main conflict and resolution happens within 20 minutes of each other, and like Mm -hmm. the entire
1: hour and 40 minutes beforehand really didn't mean much. It didn't mean much at all. All Alright, um, I didn't like, um, Phantom's two types of people bit. It got kind of annoying after the first one. Hmm. He's like, there's two types of people. Those who are chased, and those who do the chasing." And He just kept applying it to every situation. I was like, alright, we get it. There's two types of people in this world, and they can be broken up infinitely. Um, what else? What else? Um how did so ash locks may pikachu and uh manaphy into that thing yep into that tube. how does he know obviously it opens from the inside somehow but like how does he know that it's going open for the inside how does he know that there's going to be enough air in there he doesn't know how long he's going to take for him to be in there and he just locks them in he's a child doing childish things it reminds me of how kids used to get stuck in refrigerators that they find in the woods
0: although <laughs> oh man but at the um at the same time, though, like, all of these ridiculous feats that Ash is doing, like, how strong is the guy? Because, like, we talked about it uh, yeah. quite a few episodes back at this point. He was
1: able to pick up Mewtwo, and Mewtwo almost weighs 300 pounds. Yeah, and he fought Lucario, like, fisticuffs. Yeah. <laughs> they actually were, like, boxing, and he was able to hold his own for a bit.
0: Um, Ash, and... is, Ash is just like a minor deity walking among people yeah. in Pokemon.
1: He pretty much is. He can do whatever he wants. and He just kind of gets to stay young. He's basically Timmy Turner. Did he make a wish that lets him stay young forever like Timmy Turner did? Maybe. At the same time, I think he wished that he could never die. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, all right, let's see. Um, and my final note that I wrote down before I got sucked in the end of the movie when it started get interesting was, can Phantom breathe underwater? Because during that scene when Ash is chasing him, he's underwater for a while when he's on that, like, jet ski type deal. And he's just, like smiling and grimacing without like holding his breath or nothing. No one holds their breath when they go underwater. They just go under.
0: It's a kids movie, we're not supposed to think about it. Just shut just up consume. and shut up and consume. Uh, it's really consume. been the the overall trend for these movies. They decline in quality and we're just supposed to take it like it's fantastic work. Mm-hmm. If we could go back in time and and actually tell Pokemon to get it together, we would do it. Yeah. Cuz it's it I don't know. This movie and the one before it just not very good.
1: Yeah, these are not Great. Uh, the Kyogre scene was pretty sweet when all the water Pokemon gathered together to help Manaphy defeat um, Sticky Beard Phantom. Yeah, um, basically the, uh, it became Aquaman awesome. yeah. with the help of
0: Manaphy calling on mm-hmm. all of the ocean Pokemon to kick Phantom's butt.
1: Well, I, well, Phantom Ship was doing some co- sort of Ray, which is pretty cool. He confused them all, and then Manaphy kind of had to save them.
0: Yeah, mm. but at least we get to see Kyogre actually do something.
1: Yeah. You know, unlike yeah. that Groudon and the Jirachi movie didn't do much. Yeah, Ray- Rayquaza got to do a lot, but it should have been a Rayquaza movie like featuring Deoxys. I don't know. I don't know. I guess Deoxys is a cool Pokemon, but I feel like you gotta pump your um, game legendaries. Like, up until now, they kind of have. Actually, not really. The Gen 2 movies didn't really feature any um, Pokemon, did they? Uh, Suicune. Suicune, okay. Uh, let me check these real quick. Give me one second. Suicune folks. and then Entei with the spell of the unknown, but it wasn't actually Entei. Alright, so we got um, Entei, uh, we got Celebi and Suicune, just like you said. Um, Entei is but, Gen 2, correct? It is. Yeah, Entei is Gen 2. He's one of the legendary dogs. Um, All right, But still, it wasn't the real Entei. Yeah, but we don't get a Lugia. Lugia movie is Pokemon 2000. We don't get a Ho-Oh movie. And Oops. that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, so they're being very selective in terms of what they're actually trying to showcase for legendaries over the years, and it's it's a little lackluster just because it's it's incomplete, it's not comprehensive. Yeah, and at the same time, the plots that they surround these legendaries with are nonsensical.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, this is also the only movie in the Pokemon Silver, uh, Ruby and Sapphire um, movie series to take place in the Johto region. Apparently, it's in the. That. It's being filmed in the ocean south of Cherry Grove City.
0: Huh, interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, this is also the
0: first for kids entertainment movie once um, they had switched over the licensing rights, and they did yep. a terrible first job. <laughs> it was this, um, not good. Yeah, this feature length movie was released in theaters in Japan, like most of the other ones, but it was straight to TV release in the Americas where
1: Cartoon Network picked up the exclusive rights to broadcast it yeah um this movie also had a couple of fourth wall break that i did not um catch up on or catch up with um apparently in the english dub when diamonds and pearls are mentioned for the first time Meowth breaks the fourth wall by saying hey he sounds like a good name for a game and then when they mention it for a second time he says let's get through this season for which, in which are references to the next generation obviously you got your diamond pearls and platinums coming out for gen four so i thought that, I thought that was pretty cool yeah,
0: nice little Easter eggs to go in. We we do get a few Gen 4 Pokemon in there too, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Um, and then Jackie's um, clothes uh, during a flashback kind of resemble the flashback where all the Pokemon gather around him. They kind of resemble the uh, male character from Gen 2. Or Gen 3, rather, from the Hoenn, the guy with the yellow hat and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, is, that, is it Gen 2? No, it's Gen 2. That's a Gen 2 kid. Yeah, it's this guy from Chris, the protagonist from Crystal. Yeah, okay. All right. Let's see what other uh, fun facts. Uh, Ash turned just had backwards for the first time in a, like several seasons. According to Bulbapedia. the first time he turned his hat backwards in a long time. <laughs> so I can't. I thought that was like guaranteed to happen every like five episodes, but apparently not. Yeah, he did stop doing that for a while. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's pretty much it for any of these good facts. You see anything that might be worthwhile, Holt? Um. Not. Really, yeah.
0: It's kind of, kind of not
1: great. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It Wasn't that a good movie? It's it's just so long. Like we said, it's like it's too much. But like it was too much time with not enough substance. Yeah, and that unfortunately, unfortunately,
0: might be the theme of all the other movies that we're gonna need to watch for this review series. Yeah. So I'm getting worried now. Yeah, as a Pokemon movie, uh, uh, give it a. What did I give the last one? Because I think we gave it five, sixes. Didn't we give the last one a six? No, I I went seven. You went six. Oh, this is a Pokemon movie, it's like a four and a half, then. Yeah. There's like this, a lot of Pokemon this, in it, but yeah. Uh, this one's, this one's going to get a five for me. Yeah. Give it it's, a four and a half. It's a Pokemon movie. It's a Pokemon movie.
1: I don't know if I can go much lower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're contractually obligated to <laughs> not go any lower than that. Yeah, Pokemon, give me free stuff.
0: Um, what, about, what about as
1: a real movie? As a real movie? Oh god, this
0: this gets like a, like a two and a half. Yeah, I was gonna say like a three. This is not a good movie. Two and this a half to a three. A... Uh, I still don't think it's as bad as our, our review of Pokemon the movie two thousand is an actual movie. <laughs> but um no, it would be sucked. Yeah. This this was bad. Yeah, this is not good. I, I don't even remember watching this as a kid. Like, I do.
1: I thought Kyogre was in it more, to be honest with you. Well, I,
0: I guess that's the thing about selective memory you remember the cool stuff and you hope that the rest of the movie revolves around the
1: cool stuff. Yeah. Kyogre's also, it's also, I think this might be the first, um, Ruby Sapphire movie that doesn't have Munchlax on the cover. Um, yeah. Cause Munchlax
0: was on the title cover, two movies in a row. Not this time.
1: Yeah. And what is Ash driving here? Is it? Dang, I, don't even I don't even want to speculate. All right. So that's our review of Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Ranger and Temple of the Sea. the, that does completely different. Foster threw me off. Pokemon Ranger Temple to see. Um, next week we will be talking about the Rise of Darkrai, a movie that I have set my high hopes for, but I'm starting to realize I should probably temper set expectations based on the last run. But hopefully these Demon Pro movies um, can kind of bring things back to the fold. But I don't know. You never know. This can be our first movie with Dawn, which should be pretty cool. No more May and Max, just Dawn and Brock. It should be exciting. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll definitely keep our expectations um
0: realistic for the next one yeah but um along with that movie review we'll hopefully have a bit more trading card game news uh definitely excited to see what this live stream is going to bring um over the next couple of days in terms of news for celebrations or new sets coming out later in the year but with that i think that concludes our 14th episode so thanks again as always for tuning into the amazing rare podcast Uh, We'd love to hear your feedback and love to see you guys show some support on our Instagram and on our Twitter at Amazing Rare Podcast on Instagram and that at, at Amazing Rare Pod on Twitter. Yep. So thanks again for listening and everyone
1: have an amazing day.